What an awesome time. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. Growinginhisword.com and Growing in His Word podcast was founded to bless the nations and just the, the, the world and whoever listens to these podcasts. Thank you and welcome back. We, we, we are blessed to have you. And as we study John chapter 4, we're, we're in the part where Christ witnessed to the Samaritans, but he witnessed to the woman at the well first. And that's the radical part, man, because all it takes is one person. And I want you to hold that thought. One person. Remember that throughout this podcast, that one person. Listen, one person. <laughs> and you may be thinking, wow, what are you talking about? We're going to get into it. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for this word. Father, we ask that you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. One person, man. I'm excited because Nicodemus just got taught about being born again. And Christ is basically getting ready to heal the nobleman, son. But but Christ is witnessing to the woman at the well. And we left off last week where... You know, the disputes were there on how how they should worship. And we were talking about how, you know, God is the Spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and the truth. Right? Right. Well, are you ready for this? Because the woman was at the well. We talked about how, how Jesus forgave not only the woman at the well, but, but the harlot that was getting stoned. And, and we talked about that. That, the, that woman that was, that was caught in adultery in John chapter 8. Verse 1 through 11, it was, it was a radical time, man. And I want to tell you guys, um, wow. <laughs> this, ever since I started this podcast, it's, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of trials. So keep us in prayer because the enemy doesn't want you to have the truth. Why? Because the truth will set you free. And I have been going around just exhausted but on fire and having fun for Jesus because that's what it's about. He came here. He died for us. He witnessed to us. And He witnessed to the woman and it started with one. One person. Like the well. Listen, I want to read this to you. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming. In verse 25. And He said, who is called Christ. Now you got Think about that. Jesus is standing there, and he, you know, and and and, he, and and she's talking about him. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. Wow! Jesus said to her, and this is the radical part in verse twenty-six. Jesus said to her, "I who speak to you am He." Whoa! Now she's like, "Uh oh, the Majesty's here." Could this be the guy? Is this him? And it started with one. One woman. One testimony. One God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus. One woman. One testimony. One person. And he's witnessing. And the other guy, other disciples are getting food. And he's and they're coming back with the food. They probably got all the... All the bread, all the hummus, all the falafels, all the shawarmas, all, all the, everything that they need. They're coming back to make the food. And when they get there, they're going to be shocked. <laughs> oh, they're going to be shocked. So verse 27 says, And at that point, his disciples came. And they marveled. And they talked with, with and they talked with, and he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? Man, they were just like, 
All right, he's talking to her. But they, they didn't ask why. So check it out. This is radical, okay? Verse 28 says, the woman, the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Here we are in verse 30, but she's now Jesus is set in the trap, the loving trap. He's got the bait out there. He, he exposed her sin. He exposed her weakness. He, he told her she was what she was, who she was. He told her that he would give her everlasting life. He's given her the message. He's living the message. He's looking, she's looking at the message. And this is the word. Watch this. He's got the, he's got the food out there. It's dangling. And the food's actually, the food's coming. It's already there, man. They're going to break bread soon. The food's already there. Things are packing, man. I mean, they got a full-on Mediterranean restaurant going on here. Things are, things are going great. Then all of a sudden, and this is the most important part. Then they went out of the city and came to him. Listen, they came to him like we need to be coming to him. Verse 31 says, In the meantime, the disciples, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Remember, they made a big old spread for him, man. And 32 says, But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. There's, it, it's spiritual food. And therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Man, the guy's starving. <laughs> but God has a spiritual journey for you. He wants you to be a witness. He wants to start with a one-person deal, and that's you. Yes, you. But there comes the awesome part. Are you ready? Verse 32 says, But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. It's about finishing his work. Listen, I was at the store the other day and, you know, I was going to go buy some food and there was a lady there and I was talking to her in the parking lot. She she had left her purse in the cart and I go, ma'am, 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 your, your, your purse is in the car. Oh, she gets out of the car, opens her trunk because the cart was next to the purse. She puts the purse in the trunk and she says, thank you and God bless you. And, and oh, you know, right when she said God bless you, that was it for me. <laughs> it was on. God bless me. Oh, yeah, God bless you too. Oh, you're a believer. Yeah, I'm a believer too. Well, guess what? Jesus died for you. And, and, and one word left to another. One verse went from another to another. Pretty soon, I led her into a sinner's prayer. She, and she ended up leaving the Kingdom Hall uh, church. And I don't know if you call it a church, but... She believes that Jesus Christ is the Messiah now. She doesn't want to go back after 20-something years. She's been really... It took one hour, but we went through verse by verse by verse by verse through chapter by chapter, and she realized that it was... It was... Wow. I'm free. You mean to tell me that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Wow. She was amazed. She was so amazed. She called her husband. Her husband was upset. She had a, you know, but guess what? Jesus can work that out. We, we, we planted a seed. Jesus used me for the harvest and he planted the seed. We witness. We're his disciples. 
We go to our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, whoever, and we sow the seed. We plant the seed of His love and His mercy and His word. We don't need to sow in the seed of the mighty dollar. Jesus gave us hands and feet and arms to work. We could sow into the seed of His ministry for free. And so so this is what happened. Listen. Verse 35 says, Do you not do do you not say there there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for the harvest. Jesus was talking about the grocery store fields. He was talking about your work field, your life field. Make ministry your life. It's not just the the, the harvest where he's using the Passover to to the Jewish event to, you know, this is the facts. Believers, listen to me. I hope we can cover all this because it's it's a lot of it's a lot of nuggets. They're white for harvest. And verse thirty six says, "And he who reaps receives wages, man, and gathers fruit, not money wages. We gather the fruit for eternal life, that both." He who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together because somebody got saved because a lady at the grocery store received it. She was open to receive. She accepted it with gladness and she received the word of God. For in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. Well, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have, and you have entered into their labors. Wow. Wow. Holy moly. Wow, holy moly, chili pasoli. Can you believe this? This is a radical statement. We go out, one reaps, one goes out, one sows, the one reaps, Jesus Christ gets the glory. The open fields are everywhere. They're anywhere God sends you, anywhere you're to be obedient for Jesus and to be the light. And God's not saying to cram it down their throat. No. No. You see somebody? God puts it on your heart. Ask him if you could pray with him. Say, sir, excuse me. Can, you know, the Lord told me in my heart, can I, can I just pray with you today? And it was radical. The lady said the sinner's prayer in the parking lot. And she said, I always knew something was wrong. She was kind of like the woman at the well. You know, she was tired. Only she wasn't living that life. But she was tired of being in a, a held down situation working her way to heaven and she didn't know the love of God's grace and the mercy that Jesus had for her and you know what God gave me that wisdom to show her because my I have no wisdom believers we have no wisdom it all comes from Jesus and we're to glorify him for everything that we do because he deserves the fruit look he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. We need to let the Lord use us to gather that fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together because one person got saved. And now this lady is telling the kingdom hall about what I did for her. Not not me, but what Jesus did. I'm not Jesus. I don't claim to be Jesus. And I don't want to be Jesus. I want to be like him and now she's at the kingdom hall spreading this one person taking one person back to the truth and you may think oh they might just brainwash her or tell her something else again it doesn't matter 
She received it, cried in tears, received Jesus Christ, and she said that she's going to try her hardest to free the rest of these people. Let God work now. We are to pray now for her, that the Lord will use her. And Father, we do pray for her. Lord, we thank you for her. Lord, I, I, I thank you for her, Jesus. You know, I pray that you, you, you go out now, Lord, and help her as she's working for you, Lord, without works, but faith in, in grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And so Jesus was talking about this type of attitude that we should have towards the world because we were all sinners and we still are. It's not about... You know, uh, oh, we got saved and we're better now. And that's it. Oh, we can just do what we want. I could just drink a beer and, and repent tomorrow. No, that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, stop. Will you come into a personal relationship with me? Will you, will you become my disciple? Can I send you out? Will you go out? Will you sow the seed of my seed and not the money? Not the money seed? Not the preaching prosperity message? But will you please go out there and, 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 and just be what I've called you to be? A loving believer? This is what Jesus is saying. And so we need to be like Jesus. And Christ is going to witness to the Samaritans. Because he's witnessing to his disciples. And many of the Samaritans of the city, of that city, believed in him because of the word of the woman. And how do we know that the Jehovah Witness that I witnessed to is not going to lead other peoples to the Lord? And they're going to lead, and they're going to lead, and they're going to lead. And that becomes a, you know, you lead one person to Jesus... And one one leads to another, and one leads to, and lead two goes to four and five. It's multiplications, and people get saved. Listen, all because we take the time to stop and witness and ask somebody, whatever it may be, can I pray for you, or just be the light. So 39 goes on to say that in many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because of the word of the woman. Who testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Wow, what a blessing. Two days. And many more believed because of his own words. Not other people's words, because they're bunk. People will lie to you all the time, church. It'll tell you things that you want to hear because they want you to hear it. And they don't want, want to tell you the truth. But Jesus' word is always the truth. See, witnessing is, has to be beyond words. It has to go beyond words. Our actions are also important. It's a good vehicle for demonstrating our faith and the impact that knowing and love. And I'm sorry, that and the impact that knowing and loving God and knowing that we are loved by God has on our lives. Because First Peter says in 3.15, but in your hearts, re revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give an answer or to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And that's what I did. God used me to give it to her. But Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know 
how to answer everybody. Because as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Because we have to be confident, church. We, why should we be confident about testifying? Because for some preparing, the vo- some preparing for God's word has to get out there. We got to be exciting. It's excitement. You know, we got to we got to speak about the truth. Listen, Second Timothy says, first seven and eight. For the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love. And self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Or of or of me, his prisoner. Rather join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Because the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what you need to say. Luke 12 says that, verse 12. Because we need to be advocates. But the Advocate, I'm sorry, not us, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So believers, listen. It's real. Don't take any other words or bunk. Take Jesus. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that it, that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. And everybody who knows this and reads this can believe this. All can believe. Everyone can have Jesus. I don't care what you are or where you are. Because we are all joined in the name of Jesus together. And this is the most important part. And so Christ is received by the Galileans. I call them Galileans because I've I've been over there. But 43 says, Now after the two days had departed, and remember he spent two days, and we need to go go out by two by two. Yeah, get another believer. Always go with you two by two. But listen to this, because this is going to blow your mind. Because after, now after the two days, he departed from there and he went to Galilee for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they also had gone to the feast. So believers, when you get saved, your own family members aren't going to believe that you can do all things through Christ. They're going to say, oh, there, there's, there's, there's that same old person that I knew before that he received Jesus. He can't change. Look at him. They don't, they don't understand that Jesus Christ lives in us. And he's the one that works in us. And Jesus wasn't received because he was, he was God. But they didn't want to receive the truth. Remember, remember people love darkness. It's like our own lives. They, 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 you, you become a believer... And they don't want to receive you. A lot of your family doesn't want to receive you. That's why the church becomes your family. That's why you need to go to church. Don't forsake the gathering of the church. And become and serve and, and, and work for the Lord. Come together in harmony with your, your new family. Because Jesus wants that. And so, verse 46, so says, so Jesus came again to, to uh, Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water and the wine. Remember, he turned the, the water and the wine, 
and uh, everybody got you know happy and there was a certain nobleman Jesus wasn't drunk remember that he never Jesus wasn't drunk and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum now verse 47 says when he when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea and Galilee he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death and Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his, now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. And then he inquired, listen to this, then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And he said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So at the so basically, verse 53 says, So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus Christ said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed in this whole household. Listen. Listen to this. This is important because this is the second sign. And 54 says, This again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea in Galilee. Wow. Church, I want to talk to you about, about a bunch of stuff today. And this is awesome because how many times do we go to church? We get in our cars, we leave, and we, we hear the message. Listen, I'm not picking on anybody. We listen to the pastor. We listen to the preacher. And then we go out to breakfast, out to lunch. And I'm not saying, oh, you're judging me. Oh, pastor, he's judging me. No, I'm asking you a question. How many times do we go out there and actually show God's love and mercy and witness to people who are truly lost? You know, people want signs. People want, a lot of people want you to show them signs to believe. They want you to, you know, they want you to, to, to perform miracles. But we're not Jesus. We're there to show them God's love and mercy. We're there to, to be the, 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 the example because time is short. We live, then we, then we, then we, it's it. We, 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 we stand before God. And, and it's, it's a terrible thing to not know where you're going to go when you pass away. It's terrible. And that's why the noble man was sad. He, he wanted his son healed because he, he wanted him to live. And Jesus showed mercy. And Jesus can show mercy upon you right now. He could, he could use you right now in no way that other any man could use you or anybody. God can use you right where you are. And you may think to yourself, no, you don't understand. I, I don't have legs or I don't have this. God can use you. God wants to use you. God wants to love you. He wants to show you where you are in this life. He wants to give you a new life. He wants to heal you. He wants to feel you. He wants to show you how much power he has and how much love he can just work through your life. It's amazing if we stop and take the time and see how much God loves us. It's true. Believers, listen to me. When that man was healed, when his son was healed, that noble man, listen to me, that royal officer knew that Jesus Christ was more than a man because he knew when he told him, 
Your son is healed. He was healed. He knew it. He was that one man. She was that one woman at that well. I was that one person at the store. And you are that one person listening to Growing in His Word podcast. It's up to people like you to get out there and sow that seed for free. Because Jesus has set us free indeed. And that's what this message is about. Get out there. Sow in the seed for free and give people freedom. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about the love, the mercy, the kindness, and how they can have a relationship and and plug them into this podcast. It's free. Let them grow. Let them know and let them show that Jesus Christ came for them and he died for them. And he died for us, and we're sinners, and we can't, we can't, uh, we can't live above God's standards because Jesus Christ is perfect. We can only become what God has given us. He's given us a, a spirit of life. He's given us eternal salvation, and he's given us a awesome mouthpiece to get out there and speak God's mercy and word. And so, we believers, we must get out there and. And and just live that life for Christ and be radical for Jesus. Amen. Amen, man. I'm, hey, I'm just I'm just here to 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 share this with you because it's just an awesome time to share it. This is our time to to begin a new relationship with Jesus and and, and throw away our old problems, throw away our alcohol, throw away our cigarettes, throw away our booze, throw away the whatever. It, lead you away from Jesus get rid of it start a relationship with Jesus and read your word read God's word the word of God is real and it's and it's powerful it's life changing take your novels and set them down for a little bit a little bit and start preparing for eternal salvation we need to be prepared God has a plan for you and he wants to use you he wants to show you many things in this life but the Bible, but the Bible says that every branch in me that beareth not fruit is to be cut off and rewashed. Not, not, not. He's not going to send you to hell. He, he's not going to cut your branch off and send you to hell. He's going to wash you, receive him so he can wash you, receive him so he can bathe you in his word, receive him so he can, he can show you. Listen, believers, we got to get out there. It's up to us. It's up to us. God gave us His Spirit. God gave the woman at the well the truth. He stayed with them for two days. He plugged them in. He showed them. It's up to us, believers, to give back what we have. Freedom. We have freedom. We have freedom from sin. And Jesus says, you have freedom. Now use it. Appreciate the mystery. Because... It says it in Ephesians, man. The purpose of the ministry. It's revealed in chapter 3. It says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. We have Jesus. 
He will make us rich. He will make us have nice jobs. He will give us food. He will bless us. He will provide for us. He will guide us. But God created all things through Christ Jesus to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. I'm not saying to forsake the church, but we got to be careful which church we choose. So we believers must understand that Jesus has a purpose and a plan for us. And we need to be appreciated for that. Because we need Him. We are going to we are going to be caught off guard one day and, and one day something's going to happen and we're going to need Jesus. We need to get to Him. We need to get to Jesus before that happens. Listen, believers, listeners, podcast note takers, God loves you. This isn't the turn and burn message. This is the message where we need to prepare for the end of the world. If we don't, meaning prepare in our own lives. We're all, the world's going to end, yes. We can't live in fear, no. But we got to live for Jesus and live in love and live in truth and live in mercy. And we must live for God. And Christ must be our peace because it says for He, it says in Ephesians, it says, for He Himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of the separation. He, he got rid of the hostility, man. He died for our sins. He loves us. He Paul says that he loves us. The Bible says that he loves us and he wants to make us a new man. He wants to get rid of that old man and he wants us to come to know him and repent of our sins and be done with it and walk in freedom and walk in love. God bless you guys. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for this time, Lord, growing in his word podcast, Lord. Father, now we just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, as we continue on to chapter 5, Father, we pray that you bless John chapter 5 next week, Lord. And Lord, I pray for believers right now who are listening to this. Father, give them the wisdom and the boldness. Without fear, Father. Because fear is a liar. Lord, give them the boldness to go out before and speak about your love and your mercy, Lord. Use whoever's listening, Father, to just be about your business. To keep sharing your word, sharing your faith sharing your mercy and Lord we pray this in Jesus name amen and thank you guys for 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 listening and and I'm I'm Joseph God God's in love with you guys and growing in his word podcast growing is a is a is a is an awesome time and remember Jesus Christ has a plan for you he loves you and grow and keep growing in his word because that's what it's about growing in his word God bless you guys and and have a beautiful week